people, and welcome back to Living Color Abroad. Welcome back, back. It's been a while. <laughs> I've been gone for too long. I apologize. And in this episode, you'll be listening to me. This is a solo episode about my summer, giving you an update on everything that's happened since I last uploaded an episode, which has been a month. So yeah, again, I apologize. So I'm going to talk to you about my travels to Georgia for a family reunion, my solo trip to Austin, Texas. I'll tell you all about Austin. And then my travels to New York, where I'm currently at, and everything that's happened so far, and what's going to happen, and just, yeah, just a little update on life with Angel, now back home <laughs> for vacation. Hope you enjoy. This is A Living Color Abroad. All right. Let's begin. It's been a while, a long time, and I apologize again. Um, but here's an update. And I am right now in Poughkeepsie, New York, in my parents' home, recording this episode. So a much different environment uh, <laughs> that I'm used to recording back in uh, Costa Rica in my house. But, you know, got to get it done. It's been too long. I said it was going to be two weeks, and clearly I lied. It's been about a month. So... Let's begin. This will be titled Summer, because obviously summer vacation. I hope all of you are having a great vacation. For those of you that get summer off, if you don't, hopefully you ask for a week off or something like that <laughs> to enjoy uh, summertime. But yeah, um, summer vacation started for me on June 12th. Uh, that was the last day of school in Costa Rica. Then for a week, I was traveling with a friend. Then after that, I spent the week and a half in Costa Rica more. And then I traveled to the States. And so my first stop was in Georgia, um, we had a family reunion. Uh, we had we have one about every five years, at least we try to. We had one in Dominican Republic in 2016, the Rodriguez family reunion. Um, and as a big, it's a big, it's a lot of us, about you know 20 to 25 of us in total, including my nephews and nieces, sis, sister-in-laws, all my brothers and stuff like that. And yeah, it was in my oldest brother's house, Anthony's house. He might be listening. Shout out to Anthony and Sasha for hosting all of us. Um, and yeah, and it was a great time. I got to see my nephews who I haven't seen. Some of them I haven't seen in a year or more. Um, and some that I haven't seen, you know, in seven months, like my brothers. I saw all of them. Well, no, yeah, like something like that. It's been a while is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> so I to keep track who I've seen most recently or not, but I haven't seen them all in a while. And the last time we all been together again was all of us like that was five years ago. We had that family reunion, so that that was just nice to be with family. And it's those moments, honestly, when you're with your entire family, right? At least you know the Rodriguez side of them. Uh, you realize one how much your family means to you, and how much you know you can just, you know, for lack of a better term, just be yourself around your family. You know, they know you best. They know you better than anyone. You know them better than than most, if not everyone, as well. And so, just to like you know have those same kind of relationships, just you know, like we didn't miss a beat. You know, I, I got there and it was, I didn't miss a beat. You know, it was great seeing all my nephews growing up so big, seeing, you know, my brother and stuff like that and my my sister-in-laws. And it was just so much fun. And we had a great time. We were there about a week. We had a fantastic time uh, at their beautiful house in Georgia. And then after that was over, I, sp I went over to Atlanta for a day. I spent the day in Atlanta with my cousin. Shout out to Christy. Um, I spent time with her and her boyfriend. 
they were, they were very gracious and, you know, so I would go, go out for some drinks on them. <laughs> Probably a mistake because I got kind of twisted, but uh, <laughs> got a little bit terrible. It was a great time. It was it was just so great. That's another thing that, um, and excuse me, I haven't done this in a while, so I'm going to be all over the place. Uh, that's one thing that I missed about going back to the States in general is that before I even went out of Costa Rica, I decided I want to spend time in the city. Like, I didn't want to be in Costa Rica for the summer, basically. Um, and it's funny because I was having a conversation with a friend of mine who's living in Germany. Shout out to Ikuma. And she lives in Berlin. And I was just asking her, you know, just conversation. What are you doing for the summer? Or what are you trying to do? And she was like, I want to go to the beach. And she was like, what are you trying to do? I'm like, I'm trying to go to the city. So it's just crazy how you have these different mindsets depending on where you live. So I joke around with people, you know, paradise gets boring after a while. So living in Costa Rica is beautiful, it's great, but it was time for me. I'm like, I got to get out of here. I want to go, you know, I got to go back to the States, not just for, you know, practical reasons like getting vaccinated, but also I want to be back in the city life. And that was part of it. So I had to make sure I went to Atlanta to see my cousin, but also be in the city and feel more of a city vibe. Um, and that was cool. Then I met up with, with a good friend of mine, shout out to Carlos Turnbull. Um, and so as I usually do on these trips, and I'm sure most expats can relate, this is a time because we live so far away, this is a time to catch up with as many people as you can. And it can get a little stressful because you want to make sure you see everyone and you're like, oh man, I didn't get to see this person. But you know, it's impossible for the people that you want to see and the people that want to see you. So, you know, you hope that you get to see as many people as you can, given that you know you won't be back for another, whatever, six, seven months, right? You know, whatever. So, but yeah, so it was good to be back in Atlanta. Then from there, I decided to do a solo trip to Austin, Texas. And you might ask, Angel, why did you want to go to Austin? Well, simple enough. At first, because I have a friend that lives in Austin, or, you know, he goes there part-time because his kids live out there, Carlos. And I was going to visit him, but he wasn't going to be there. So I'm like, I'll still go to Austin. You know, you hear of Austin being this kind of, you know, hip, kind of hippie, hipster city or whatever, kind of cool up-and-coming up, up city. So I'm like, all right. It's not too far from Atlanta. You know, I could buy a flight. Why not? And originally that wasn't my plan. I was going to go back to Costa Rica, but I decided to stay in the States and travel around a little bit. So from Atlanta, I traveled to Austin for three days. And that was cool. That was my first ever solo trip in the United States. I couldn't believe it, but it really was. Like I went to San Francisco to get a job, right? When I got the job abroad, but that doesn't really count. I was there for a purpose, you know? So I don't really count that. This was like leisure. <laughs> Nothing to do, you know, travel. So I decided to go to Austin, Texas. But the crazy thing is that also while I was there in Austin, and I also didn't mention this, was that I had to do summer school for my grad school program. Not because I failed. I did good in my classes, but it's part of the <laughs> it's part of the program where you had to do a week of uh, classes online every day. And that was kind of stressful because I had to log in every day and I had to read up on stuff every day. And so a week's worth of like work would be due like in a day, you know? And so that was kind of stressful because I would be waking up in Austin like at eight, 7, 8 o'clock, you know, after a night of drinking, having to log on and make sure, you know, I read some of the stuff, you know, that <laughs> I had to do uh, for uh, so for those of you that listen to my podcast or my my classmates, uh, you might have seen a little bit, uh, you know, hungover angel. Nah, I'm joking. I was never hungover, but I was definitely tired from, you know, just going out and stuff like that. But um, whatchamacallit. But yeah, so that that was, you know, that was interesting and cool. But thankfully that was out the way. And I was able to see Austin. And let me tell you something. Austin's cool. It reminds me a little bit of a mixture of like New Orleans and Memphis, Tennessee that I've been to. I wouldn't say it's uh, like, you know, it has a little strip. Like 6th Street is like, you know, this like main strip where you see a million bars, stuff like that. 
Um, the one thing that I would say is the downside of Austin, I'm sure those that maybe live there or have been there could probably attest to this, is the amount of people that are homeless that are there. And I make sure to use that term the way I'm saying it purposefully because I feel when you say homeless people, I feel like it like, you know, like they almost like chose that lifestyle or like, you know, they, that just, that's all they are. When you say, yeah, this homeless, this homeless person, you know, instead of a person that is homeless, I feel like that's a little bit more um, sensitive to their situation, I feel. I don't know if you guys feel the same way, but I just feel like when you say, yeah, this homeless guy or this homeless person, it's kind of like the homelessness dictates all their, like it makes them who they are. And I feel like that's kind of fucked up. You know, like I don't want to, and that's why I grew up saying that obviously because, you know, and growing up in New York City, you see a whole bunch of, you know, quote unquote homeless people instead of, you know, these people that happen to be homeless that are homeless. So I'm trying to uh, get better with my, uh, do I describe other people? But yeah, so it, it's a huge um, population of individuals that are homeless in Austin, which is obviously very unfortunate. And the part that's unfortunate, not just because obviously these people are homeless, right? That's the main concern, like, all right. How can these people get help? And I have no idea what the city of Austin is doing. But, you know, it obviously makes people that are not from there uncomfortable. And I was definitely uncomfortable. Even though I've been, I obviously, growing up in New York City, you go you go to the city, Manhattan, you'll see, you know, you'll see people that are homeless there as well. But the difference being, and I try to explain this to somebody, um, and I was having a hard time describing it. I feel like the people in Austin, the people that are homeless in Austin, I feel like they were more, for lack of a better term, active. Um, I feel, I don't know, maybe there's just my own bias because I'm used to people from New York versus I wasn't used to people from Austin or what to really expect. But it felt like I had to be more on my toes, I feel, when I was out there around people that were, you know, obviously homeless. And that made me a little bit uneasy. I'm not going to lie. Um, and and I also, I also say this, it looked like, you know, people that had obviously mental issues. You know, it's not like someone just panhandling on the street asking for, for a dollar it's people that look like something is obviously very wrong with this person, you know? And that's really sad to just see that. But then, of course, you don't know how that person's going to react to you. So you got to be on your toes and, you know, about, you know, with your wits about you and just be on your toes. So that was a little bit uneasy. But again, I didn't, I never felt like I was like in danger, like imminent danger around anybody. Like I didn't feel that way because I think I kind of know how to carry myself around, you know, quote unquote big cities or whatever. But, it, you know, it was something that was on my mind, obviously, you know, like, all right. I need to make sure you don't go down this road or whatever. Don't go past this part too much. You know, stuff like that. But it was cool. There were a lot of cool bars. Um, I didn't really meet too many people like that. Like, I had conversations with a few people. And um, funny enough, one conversation I had was with some charity person. A person that was like, you know, whatever, walking around the streets trying to get people to, like, donate to their charity. So I stopped because, you know, I was trying to be more nice than I usually am um, as far as things like that are concerned. And this guy happened to be Dominican. And I'm like, yeah, I'm Dominican too. And I started speaking to him in Spanish. And he's like, you don't look Dominican. And that stuck with me because I get that all the time. And it's one of those things that kind of bothers me, but I'm more like over it already because, you know, it's like, you know, okay, so to be to be frank, like he was dark skinned, a curly hair. Um, you know, what people might consider tan or like a light skinned Latino with black straight black hair. So for some, I might be a lot of different things, but maybe not Dominican. Because people consider Dominicans to be more dark-skinned for whatever reason, even though Dominicans and most Latinos come in all shades and colors. But that's kind of like, and this this guy too clearly thought that <laughs> or clearly believes that. So it's kind of funny, you know, It's but not at the same time. But like, you know, it's like, come on, like, we got to, are we still with this that you don't look a certain ethnicity? 
um, like ethnicities are like you know this kind of one person dictates what ethnicity looks like. But anyway, that was like a little thing that kind of irked me just a little bit, but not a big deal. Just a little little anecdote for you guys to to hear about. Um, and yeah, so Austin was cool. I had a good time. You know, good bars. So that wasn't that expensive. I stayed at a hotel. I decided to go with a hotel instead of a hostel because I knew I had to like log in for classes and I just wanted, you know, I wanted a little bit more comfort than uh than the, the hostel I was going to stay at. And yeah, and then Austin was over and then it was time to go to New York and where I'm at right now. But so I fly to New York. I stay in Queens with my friend, Justin, who was housing me. At this point, might continue to house me when I get back to the city. But, you know, and then again, being back in, New- in the city, oh, my God. Let me tell you something. Being back in New York City is just, it just feels so great. Every time people ask me, Angel, how's New York going? I'm like, I love it. I missed it. There's something about the energy of the city, of New York City, especially I came back in December. Very bleak, very dreary <laughs> place with all the COVID stuff that was happening. It was very, and it was cold, you know. So New York City and the cold winters and the cold weather is never the greatest thing in the world, you know. But it, with COVID on top of that, with COVID on top of that, it was, you know, it was another level of like darkness, um, on top of the literal darkness. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so being back in the city in the summertime, you know, people getting vaxxed up or whatever. And by the way, I didn't mention this. First day I got this, Georgia, I got vaccinated with the Pfizer. I'm going to get my second dose this Monday, uh, the 19th, for those that are concerned. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so, like, that was cool, you know, uh, being back in the city. People, obviously, a lot of people are vaccinated here in New York. Like most of my friends are. Um, and, yeah, it was just cool to be, you know, around people and be able to, like, you know, interact with people in a kind of sort of normal way. When that wasn't, the, I couldn't really do it like that too much in Costa Rica, you know. And also, going back to the vaccination a little bit, not because I'm going to harp on getting vaccinated, even though I think you should, but that's not what this is about. This is about kind of like what I've experienced in Costa Rica versus uh, here as far as like the vaccination process is concerned. I had a chance to get vaccinated in Costa Rica, right? But I decided against it because they only they were only offering AstraZeneca, which was not approved by the, by the FDA in the States. So I was a little apprehensive because of that. And because they're like sort of, you know, little issues with blood clots. I didn't think I was going to die or anything. But, you know, I was apprehensive. And I'm like, I'll wait it off. But, you know, I go to the clinic with all my teachers. They have rounded up all of our colleagues to go to this clinic near our job. And I see all my teachers getting this jab, you know, getting jabbed up with the vaccine with AstraZeneca. And at that moment, I felt this amount of like privilege of like, why is this guilt and guilty of it? Because obviously I had a choice. I'm like, I'm going back to the States anyway. So I'll get, I'll get you know, the Pfizer Moderna was being offered, you know, the A1 of vaccines was being offered. <laughs> I'll get that in the States. I won't get this stuff down here, you know? And excuse his noise. It's probably my dad doing something, mowing the lawn. So they're get, living this very suburban lifestyle. But yeah, so, um, you know, I felt that this guilty privilege of like, why is this good for my colleagues, this vaccine, but it's not good enough for me, you know? So I felt it was, it was a very weird thing, you know? And again, my other, if you listen to my podcast, you listen to other people mention this, the blue passport, the privilege you get with that. So I knew I had options in the States where I didn't in Costa Rica. Um, so yeah, so that's that. But anyway, so I got vaccinated when I got to, back to Georgia, when I arrived in Georgia, getting my second dose in New York. And anyways, going back to New York City. Sorry about that. So yeah, so you know, I'm in New York City and just the vibe is just, is just amazing. It was just amazing. And honestly, not that I don't feel like feel like myself in Costa Rica, 
but there's certain aspects of me that can't come out in Costa Rica because it's just not New York. And I really feel that way. Like, you know, excuse me. The city in Costa Rica, I spoke as ad nauseum. I won't go on forever, but San Jose is not a fun city. Like, I haven't experienced fun in San Jose. And I haven't been there much because nobody really goes there. And when I'm there, I don't really look at it as a place I want to be necessarily. New York City, though, yes. I want, I want to be in Queens. I want to be in Brooklyn. I want to be in the city, Manhattan. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to go to the Bronx, Staten Island. But, you know, I want to be in those three main boroughs. You know what I mean? And different pockets of those boroughs. Because they're huge, as all of you know that are listening, or most of you do. So it's just a different vibe. It just really is. And I feel I feel at home when I'm here. I feel like all, of, like, you know, I was uh, messing around with my friend. Like, I'm like, City Angel is back. You know, the city version of me is back when I'm here. I feel like all the things that I used to do, I just ended up, you know, naturally just do them. And that's whatever it is, you know? So it, it's just it's just funny how that happens when you go back home. You kind of, you feel home. And I remember mentioning this in other previous episodes where I went back home where I said I felt disconnected from New York. But for some reason, this time coming back, I felt more reconnected. I felt reconnected to New York. I don't know if it's because of the pandemic that I feel reconnected to New York more now or or whatever the reason or, you know, that I'm more time. Close. I have no idea. I need to analyze that more and think about it more. But I'm just realizing that now that I felt more reconnected in New York this coming this time around versus other previous times. Um, and that's interesting. That's very interesting. And that's why I know that I missed it because I once I came back, I'm like, I'm so glad I'm here. I'm so glad I'm in New York City. I can't wait to see my friends and my family and all that stuff, you know. And um, yeah, so it, it's just been, it's been such a great time. I, I'm super grateful and super thankful for the time that I've had here so far. And my birthday's next week, July 22nd. Anyone want to send me a little something, you know? Now you know the date. I'll put my address on the on the show notes. No, I'm joking. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so I'm turning 31. That's a big deal to me. I'm going to celebrate it with, with, uh, with friends. And yeah, it's just seeing, you know, seeing people that you care about, friends, family, you know, whatever. It, it's, it's always a good time. It's always cool. And funny enough, again, these things I feel only happened to me. I was in the West Village, which is a part of uh, Manhattan in New York City. And I was waiting for my friends. We were going to do karaoke. So I decided to go get a, get a slice of pizza, right? So as I'm walking out this pizzeria, someone says, hey. And I'm like, oh, shit. And it was my colleague from Costa Rica. Her name was Anika. Shout out to Anika. I'm sure you might be listening to this guy. I'll tell you how that I put you on <laughs> the podcast or reference to you. And I couldn't believe it. She's from New York. But the fact that I ran into my colleague from Costa Rica in New York City is insane. You don't run into anybody in New York City like that. And when you do, you're shocked because New York has 8 million people. And the fact that you happen to be at one place at the same exact time is wild and bananas. So I was shocked. You know, God, my dad's going to be blowing, blowing these leaves. So I was shocked. I was very shocked that that was the case. And, you know, and, I'm, and we didn't take a picture. I'm like, I texted her. After. I'm like, I think you should take a picture. This doesn't happen. This is rare. So it was just so cool. It was just like a New York kind of moment. And, of course, that would happen to me in back, going back in New York. That I'll run to a colleague from Costa Rica in New York. And, yeah, and then, you know, I was with my friends. We did karaoke. And, of course, what do we do? We started talking to anyone that's at the bar. I started telling them my life story. They tell me their life story. And that's the energy that I miss about New York. You meet people from all walks of life, all having a great time. And everyone's like in this kind of summer vibe of like, you know, the city feels like it's back. It feels like it's back. It's great energy, great vibes. People are friendly. New York is still crazy as hell, you know, but that's the vibe you get. And that's what I've missed. That's why I'm love that I'm here for the summer. 
And that's why I made it an intention for, for me to be here two weeks um, in, New York, in New York. And yeah, that's the city. Then obviously coming here to upstate New York, this has been a blessing. Uh, most of you don't know this because I didn't really advertise this. I guess I don't think so. But my parents were moved, in, were moved into a house, their first ever home. Uh, they've always lived in apartments uh, when I was born and growing up. And my brother, shout out to Mikey, got them a house out here in Poughkeepsie, New York. And me coming up to this house, you see all this greenery, all these different things. It's just like a, it's like the campo, like what we call in Spanish, the little village where they grew up in, where they had all these things growing. And they have it growing in their front yard. It was just very beautiful, all these flowers and plants. And honestly, I'll be honest, I didn't expect this to look so nice, the front part of the house. Um, and it was very beautiful. And I was just so happy for them. And my parents looked so happy. They're like showing me what they're growing. My dad is was being very active. And my sister seems very happy. And it's just like me and I'm sure many of you can relate to this, whether you're abroad or not. You know, when you live far away from your parents, the one thing you worry about is obviously how they're doing. And now that I've seen the way my parents are living um, and talking to them, obviously, in person now versus over the phone, what I was doing for the past seven months, I feel so happy for them. And I feel so relieved and at ease that I know they're okay, that they're doing all right. Where they are, it's a very safe neighborhood, you know. It's they, they say hi to their neighbors, you know, things like that. Very neighborly, very friendly. And they just seem very happy. They're outside a lot compared to being cramped up in an apartment in New York City. You know, they have all this, this uh, front yard space, stuff like that. And it's just nice. It's just it makes me feel really happy as you know their son, that they could kind of live in this kind of way and and you know fulfill a dream that they've had for forever, which is to own a home. And now they get to, you know, and now you know going to their their retirement years and hopefully you know they feel happy and, and at ease and at peace with what with what they have and content with the house they have. And it just makes me feel happy. And being here with them makes me feel extremely happy as well. And that's been dope. Um, what else I wanted to talk about? I almost forgot one story, one important story, and I would I would be remiss if I didn't I didn't touch on it. So I went to visit my grandmother, right? Um, I haven't seen her in seven months. She's 90 years old. Uh, she's fully vaccinated. Um, I'm vaccinated, partially vaxxed, you know, but I'm feeling healthy. So it was the first time I got to hug my grandmother, and that was a big deal to me. Um, the fact that I got to, you know, give her a kiss in the cheek, she got to hug me. And we had a, we shared a moment. I, I shared this on Instagram, but I want to share with you guys that might not follow my personal page because I don't really put my personal page on In Living Color Abroad. So I just want to tell you this little story. So whatever, you know, we're catching up, talking about her life and things like that. And at, the, at this age that she has, and you know, the condition that she has, she just forget, she forgets who I am every now and then. Just, she's like, who are you again? Things like that. And then when I tell her, oh, I'm Angie's son, you know, and then she kind of remembers. And when that first started to happen, it did, it like, it broke my heart a little bit that this was happening because we had such a like, you know, she... I was really, she was a really vital part of my life growing up and still is obviously, but you know, she would raise, she basically raised me for a big part of a big chunk of like my formative years when I was like, you know, three, four, five years old because my mother was working so much. So when I first started happening, that really hurt me and it made me really sad. But now, you know, it's just, it's part of life. And, you know, I just, I just repeated again. I'm like, yeah, I'm a mom, you know, I'm Angie's son or whatever. And, you know, we just keep laughing, right? Because we have a great, we have a great connection like that. And we just laugh and joke around and stuff like that. Like my mom, she's very, <laughs> she's similar to my mom in that respect. Um, but yeah, so anyway, so my, my, my grandmother's very religious, Pentecostal. And so she reads the Bible all the time. And this is the first time she asked me to read the Bible. And I never had her ask me to read the Bible before, not that I can remember. And I was like, okay. And my Spanish is like, I know Spanish, but 
it's not great like that, you know. Like I never, I don't really read Bibles, <laughs> and for you know, full disclosure, I'm not religious by any means. Um, so I'm not I don't have like a Bible home that I pick up and read or things like that. Uh, in English or Spanish, and this was in Spanish. So I'm like, all right. So she's like, just open it to any chapter, or whatever. And then I open it up, and it was some chapter that I don't know the name starts with a D. Um, but anyways, I start reading, and she starts correcting me in my Spanish because <laughs> I didn't know these words. And she's like, she tells me in Spanish, she's like, you have to, you got to correct yourself when you make a mistake. I'm like, but I don't even know I'm making a mistake. So I was supposed to know if I was to read this on my own, that I'm making a mistake. And she starts dying laughing, of course. Um, and then, you know, but I started reading, right? And before we get into, you know, I started reading like all the verses I started reading. And in that moment that I started reading like literally the first couple of words, I started to like get this, get emotional. I started to tear up. Because it instantly reminded me of when she used to read the Bible to me when I was three, four, five years old. Like I had those memories very vivid in my mind to this day. And hopefully I'll never forget them. Um, and I just started to tear up because it was such a, it came like kind of like full circle. Here's this woman that I adore um, that is a, was a huge, is a critical part of my life and my upbringing. And that's something she did to, for me. And now I was doing it for her. And it was like very, it was it was a lot. <laughs> it was a lot to take in um, that that was happening in that moment because, you know, it is again, it was like full circle. And it, and, it, and it was a reminder for me how quickly life goes and how finite the time that we have on this earth is. And especially with other family members, right? That their time comes a little bit before yours. And so that, it made me, you know, it got me emotional. I'm not going to lie. It really did. And I had to make sure, you know, I was kind of, I think I was squinting a little bit because I was kind of like, again, my eyes. And she's like, you can't see? I'm like, no, nah, I can see. It's just the sun's in my eye. <laughs> so, so I had to play it off a little bit that I was like not, you know, tearing up and stuff like that. But then, you know, then I, then I go on to read, funny story. So I go to read Genesis and we get to the part where like God is making snakes and stuff or serpents and she doesn't like snakes. So I see her face that she makes when I mention the snakes and I'm like, I'm like, mama, which we call our grandmother. I'm like, why did they make, why did God make snakes? She's like, I'm still trying to figure that out. <laughs> and that was the moment where again, we started just dying laughing. And it was just a, it was just a beautiful moment. And those are honestly the things that make me just so, again, full of gratitude and full of joy that I had this kind of relationship with my family and with people that I consider so important and integral to, to, my upbringing and just to, you know, the way I feel about others. And again, my, my grandmother, my mom, you know, my sister, all my, you know, just people that I care about. And it is just, it's a beautiful thing. Cause I know not everyone has that. I know everyone doesn't have that. And not everyone has their grandmother around for 90 years, you know? So that's just a moment that, that probably, you know, all the more beautiful moments that I spent with all everyone that I've been here on vacation. But that moment, right now, that moment for me is like the one that I'm like treasuring the most. Because I know the time, I know time is limited. I know that I'm living far away. I know that I won't be back for a while. So that alone makes me really cherish the time that I do have with everyone that I get to see when I come back home. I hope you enjoyed that episode with me. Um, you know, as usual, I don't, I don't, I don't like to recap. Ep solo episodes you guys heard me talk for 30 minutes that's enough time <laughs> to hear my voice and for me to hear my own voice um but yeah i hope you enjoyed it i gave you the real you know georgia austin new york all that good stuff um and yeah i'll, I'll try to be more consistent when i get back to, to costa rica which will be like in a week and a half 
I will have someone for you. I promise you that. I will have someone for you um, to have an episode on. So, yeah, it's just, you know, I'm still in vacation mode, so enjoying it. But I will be more consistent with it. It won't be a month. I guarantee you that. It won't be a month. Not even two weeks. It'll be a week. It'll be a week once I get back to Costa Rica. Um, but, yeah, hope you enjoyed it. As always, if you like what you hear, please leave a review on Apple Podcasts. Follow me on Spotify and any of your favorite streaming platforms. See you in two weeks because I still got to be here a week. <laughs> this is A Living Color Abroad. Peace.